Hey everybody, this is Chris Mata, host of a podcast, A Mata of Opinion. On this show, we will be celebrating the best time of the year, football season. Welcome, and stay tuned for today's episode. The Dolphins have scored 60 points over two games, but that isn't the highest scoring team in the league. The Cowboys have managed to score 70 points over two games, but sticking with the AFC East, the Dolphins continue their hot streak and move to 2-0, and the Patriots drop to 0-2. The Patriots don't have it easy playing Eagles Week 1 and the Dolphins Week 2, despite playing the number 3 and the number 5 scoring offense. The defense is averaging 24.5 points allowed. Expect teams to mimic the defense that Belichick used against the Dolphins. They put Tyreek Hill on ice and forced Mostert to be the star of the show. I'm still counting down the days where the Patriots make Bailey Zappi the starter instead of Mac Jones. The Jets fall to the Cowboys 30-10, bringing them to 1-1 on the season. Expect the Jets to continue to free fall. They need to find an answer at quarterback and fast. I know Zach Wilson is not the guy. The Bills bounce back and show they still got it. They destroy the Raiders 38-10 and did it while smiling. Moving into the AFC North, the Ravens move to 2-0 and it will be their division to lose. They did overcome the Bengals by a narrow margin of 27-24, but that's just enough to put the Bengals at 0-2 at the very bottom of their division. Not sure what the future holds since Joe Burrow is still dealing with a calf injury and often that's a precursor to an Achilles tear. The best decision that they could make would be to rest him now and see if you can salvage the rest of the season later. I know last season they came back from an 0-2 start, but that was back when the defense could bail Joe Burrow out of any sticky situation. The Browns fall to the Steelers in a complete upset, and I say that was due to Nick Chubb going down with a season-ending injury. It was on a knee that was previously already injured, and the severity, this could also be a career ender for Nick Chubb. Kenny Pickett and George Pickens are shouldering the load on the offense and are definitely waiting for Najee Harris to help them out in any way whatsoever. And the fans are already calling for Matt Canada's head, and rightfully so. That offense looks completely awful. And the NFC South, the Jags fall to the Chiefs, Surprise, surprise, the Jags still can't beat a struggling Chiefs team. Kelsey did make his way back into the lineup just to spoil it for the Jags. The final score was 17-9. to The Colts willed themselves in a 31-20 to win over the Texans and forced the Texans to 0-2. Now, the Colts are a tricky team to watch. The defense looks hungry, but with Anthony Richardson out due to concussion protocol, Look for Minshew to really open up the downfield passing. And I would not expect Jonathan Taylor to return at all this season. They will continue to go through Zach Moss. The Texans, as previously mentioned, are 0-2, and nobody expected anything different. They are missing four offensive linemen. But despite the loss, C.J. Stroud was 30-47, of 384 yards, and two touchdowns. Tank Dell, the rookie receiver, had seven catches for 71 yards and one touchdown. 
The run game will suffer due to poor blocking, and I don't think it accurately reflects how good of a runner Damian Pierce can be. The AFC West has one team that can be a playoff competitor and three pretenders. The Raiders were reminded just how low on the totem pole that they are with a 38-10 loss against the Bills. I don't expect them making waves at all, and I'm still waiting on O'Connell to make his start once Garoppolo goes down. The Chiefs were mentioned earlier and will probably start their trek back to the championship since they play the Bears, Jets, Vikings, and Broncos for their next four games. The Chargers find themselves in an 0-2 situation, and the defense looks abysmal. I know they would like to blame Herbert, but the truth is he is averaging 29 points per game, and the defense is allowing 31.5 points per game. Brandon Staley should have been gone last year, and I would be shocked if he makes it to the halfway point of this year. They play the Vikings, Cowboys, and Chiefs within the next four weeks. I don't expect the record to look any better. On the same line, the Broncos are 0-2. They will be lucky to win two games in their next eight matchups. They will be playing the Dolphins, Bears, Jets, Chiefs, Packers, Chiefs again, Bills, and then the Vikings. Sean Payton may not even be able to salvage this ship despite the offense scoring 24.5 points per game compared to last year when it was the lowest in the league with just 16.9 points per game. In the NFC East, we have the Cowboys, Eagles, and Commanders who are 2-0. and The Giants moved up to a 1-1 after pulling off an amazing, spectacular comeback that you will probably never see again in your lifetime against the Cardinals. So, congrats. I guess you beat somebody, the last-ranked team in the NFL. Yeah. Give it up for... And the NFC North, the Packers were bested by the Falcons by some ballsy calls by Arthur Smith and a 25-24 win, making them 1-1. The Lions lost in an overtime game against the Seahawks, dropping them to 1-1. The Vikings drop another game to the Eagles in a game where Mattinson couldn't hold on to the ball and the defense is still out on vacation. They are 0-2. The Bears are still looking for their first win. That is no shocker whatsoever. The NFC South is back. The Falcons, Saints, and Bucks are 2-0. The Falcons are leaning on their run game, and it is working. The Saints are struggling in close contests, but their defense is holding strong. The Bucks are by far the biggest surprise in this division. Baker Mayfield is making the most out of his last opportunity. Now, the Panthers are the only disappointment in this division, but they are still trying to figure out their offense with a new QB who seems very nervous in crunch time. We saw him line up over the guard. The running back have to correct him, shove him over to be right behind the center to be prepared for the next snap. If that isn't nerves, I don't know what else to call it. They are able to move the ball, but they are very much waiting for the run game to come alive. Now, looking at the teams that have started 0-2, since 1990, 31 of 270 teams have made the playoffs that have started 0-2. That's a little over 11%. So looking at our 0-2 teams, it's the Patriots, 
the Chargers, the Broncos, the Bengals, the Texans, the Cardinals, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Panthers. But out of all of the ones that still have a shot, it's going to be the Chargers. And that's because they still have Justin Herbert. There's not an easy spot in their schedule coming up. They will face the Vikings, Cowboys, and Chiefs within the next four weeks. The defense is still a huge liability, and it just doesn't seem to be getting better. So despite the fact that the Chargers have scored more points than any other offense in the league over a three-year stretch, they have also allowed the most points in league history over a three-year stretch. So no matter how well Justin Herbert does, the defense will always do worse. The Vikings are also in a similar situation. The offense is still putting up points, but the defense is nowhere where it needs to be. Fortunately, they do have an easier schedule heading their way. I can easily see this team going 10-7 and on the season. The Broncos season could be over by week six. They have the Dolphins this week, and they have no shot of contending with a high-flying offense. They have an opportunity to win back some pride and create momentum with the Bears in week four and the Jets in week five, but that's just in time to get hammered by the Chiefs and the Bills. This team is nothing like we expected from Sean Payton. This team is looking like a 5-12 team. But that's just a mod of opinion. Thank you for tuning in this week. Don't forget to follow and share, and we'll come back at you next week with some more content.